Let's Boop Snoots. <laughs> my name is Vero. And my name is Heidi. And we're gonna boop. boop. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna boop. Time to boop. Time to boop. What are we going to boop about this week? What are we going to boop about? Uh, going to boop about Ralph. Always about Ralph Always. Always. Always about <laughs> doggies. Always. Um, mm-hmm. I read a couple of articles that I was going to talk about. I read a story in one of my books. A doggy story. Ooh. I can talk Ooh. about that. Ooh. Well, well, tonight at dinner, we have... Um, Somebody who's renting a room from us. It's a close friend of ours. And he was talking about this, and I meant to look it up, actually. But he was saying that, um, you know Ben and Jerry's ice cream? Mm. It was Do ben. I ever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am a little too familiar with Ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> uh, one un- completely unrelated fun fact. If you work at the Ben and Jerry's ice cream factory, which I've been to before. It's in Vermont. Yes. Everybody. Um, you get a free pint a day that 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 you work every. Oh shift, my god! I'm like you would have to cut me out of my house if I work there. <laughs> but um, back on topic here. Um, our buddy told us a story about how it was either Ben and Jerry went to a friend's house and he had made like a frozen grape, uh, kind of like ice cream. It was like grape ice cream or something like that, and um, he dropped uh, a frozen grape. And the friend's dog ate it and died immediately. Because apparently, like, I know that grapes aren't supposed to be good for dogs. Mm-hmm. But frozen grapes, I think, are supposed to be even worse or something like wow. that. Wow. So he uh, never made grape-flavored ice cream again. Wow. I'm wondering if this is true. I'm going to check it out. But. Ooh. That's crazy. I know. I think they make ice cream with chips. Do they? I think do they? they? Do. Oh my god, that would be so good. That would be my favorite. If not, Ben and Jerry, if you're listening, <laughs> you should. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Grapes, a eh? one grape. I guess so, and and there is there's like stuff on the internet here about it. So her beloved dog then ate some and died in an immediate unceremonious death. Thus they vowed never to make a grape ice cream again huh crazy huh. yeah what's crazy anyways i will never freeze my grapes <laughs> i know and like i i think i froze grapes once to put like in wine or something like at a party like someone said to do it and use it as yeah. like, ice cubes or whatever so it's a little something that you don't think about and i think like way back in one of our first episodes we talked about foods that were not good for dogos like the poisonous uh you know like the chocolate and the garlic and the onions the things that you're you are and aren't supposed to feed your dogs and i remember grapes being one of them but i didn't i had no idea like just how lethal they could be like i thought chocolate was supposed to be really bad but we were like in this conversation that we had tonight at the dinner table um we talked about the first christmas that we had becky where she ate two like a giant sized toblerone bars and i was like oh my god she did she gonna die but um she just ended up getting really bad diarrhea (laughs) (laughs) well wiggum ate quite a few grapes he did eh yeah off the counter yeah not out of the freezer. So does something happen to the grape when it's frozen? I don't know. 
I don't want to know. Oh. We, I think maybe we need to put our boots to the ground and research this. <laughs> Was this like a mini Yorkie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could it could have been like the size of the dog too, right? A little chow, chihuahua. Yeah. A chihuahua. Chihuahua. Oh my goodness. Hmm. The other day, it was funny, and I and maybe this is something that we shouldn't talk about on Let's Boop Snoots, but when we were, my son and I were driving home, and I saw this person walking this dog down the street, and it was easily one of the most hideous dogs I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> 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 That's not a nice thing to say, but it looked like it was a combination of my two least favorite breeds. So I said to my son. Did you hear said, that? No. My stomach? It sounded like a dog. Did it? (laughs) (laughs) Are you hungry? (laughs) No. Does Sparrow need a treat? (laughs) (laughs) So I said to my son, do you know what my two least favorite breeds are? He said, "Uh, pugs. I said, yep, correct. (laughs) And then he said, poodles. I said, no. Um, My second least favorite breed are uh, schnauzers. Oh, even the big ones? Yeah, I don't like them. I don't like their bearded faces. They look like old professors. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, I don't mind the big ones. No? No. What are your two least favorite breeds? I would say Pug is one of them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I yeah. don't get the whole like Pug thing. Like I get it. It's like a whole like cult following. There's so much like Pug paraphernalia out there too i find yeah yep um i saw today mm-hmm. when i was driving down one of the streets that we share uh the ibizan hound oh yes yes i know <gasps> mm, i like that dog i like those dogs too it looks like a cooler version of becky <laughs> <laughs> with the ears yes <laughs> Oh, that's that, also yeah. not nice to say. This is like a not nice episode of Let's Boop Snoot. <laughs> What's your least favorite dog breed? <laughs> Heidi is a based just on a physical snooty, snoot, features. Snoot, snoot. <laughs> based on <physical> features. <laughs> it's not that I have anything against old professors, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't like the look at those schnauzers. I would. Hmm. It's not a dog I would ever get. No. Yeah. I don't know if I would. Probably not. So what dog story did you read? So I read a dog story about this lady who brings her border collie uh, to a dog trainer. So she says that her border collie, um, you know, is super friendly with people, with other dogs. But when he's inside the house and he sees another dog walking by he like aggressively barks at the window like to the point where she's worried that the window is going to break what and and the breeder said that he's heard of that happen like a couple of times where a window breaks of a dog barking so loud that the window breaks well they're like aggressive at the window oh like they're running into the window and pawing at it and oh okay So as she was in the dog trainer's office that had a window, uh, a dog was walking by. So the trainer got to see Mm -hmm. um, exactly what was happening. So after the dog went by, 
the trainer decided to grab a ball and he was holding the ball and the border collie was sitting and then the border collie barked once mm-hmm. then he ended up not throwing the ball and he wasn't paying attention to the dog he was just talking to the owner yep and then the border collie kept barking more and more and louder and more like aggressively and the owner still, was saying wait still at the dog outside or at the guy holding the ball now? at the guy holding the ball okay and the owner was saying apparently that in the evening uh, the only way that she can tire out her super energetic border collie is to play fetch with him in the house so hmm. she plays fetch with them all the time. Like if she's on the phone, if she's watching TV, um, like he barks. She says like, oh, he barks at me. And the only way I can stop it is throw the ball. So this dog trainer is talking about how some dogs have no like threshold for frustration. Okay. Right. So as, as soon as they're frustrated with something, like they just can't, they have no control over it. So how do you like they're always that? getting what they want. So yeah. it's the same thing as like always like coddling your dog. Oh, okay. Like always petting your dog, giving your dog attention. Um, you know, finding the easy way yes. of getting your dog to stop doing something. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting because we kind of talked about that a lot on the on the podcast. So I was reading that. I was like, oh, we talked about this. So what was his solution to her problem? Did it say? Um, nope. <laughs> I don't think it said. So it just says that, um, you know, they're being coddled and not like too much and they never learn to tolerate frustration. Teaching dogs to tolerate disappointment is not always fun for owners, just like raising children is hard work. Um, I think it's really just to start like stop giving your dog like instant attention i'm trying to think of what i would do in that like situation so if make the dog work for it well exactly work like work for the like if he likes playing fetch so it would be going outside like like so start off your day regularly with like no dogs walking by the house or anything like that i wonder if she's ever corrected her dog before well probably not it doesn't yeah. sound like it. It sounds like the dog, it looks, well, in the story, it says the dog bit her a few times. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. Which is why, which is why, so apparently she grabbed the dog, her dog by the collar and he bit her. Mm-hmm. And which is something that Ralph did today. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> He's the worst. What is have I a, done? Is he a bad dog? <laughs> Monster dog. Monster. <laughs> Monster. So, yeah. So I think in that situation, yeah, again, like it would be a, right away, take the food away and you make them work for everything. Mm-hmm. So you go back to basics there. So I would do that. And like if the dog knows sit, stay, like all of that. And same thing, like a withdrawal of like all kinds of like affection and stuff like that. And then uh, just going outside. And then when you do reward them, like with the ball, like like I would again practice sit stay whatever commands that they're familiar with if they can do that good boy take the balls throw it a couple of times but don't throw it until the dog gets tired throw it and keep him on a high note so that he's motivated to work again for for that playtime and something Mm -hmm. that he likes so then I would introduce another type of correction so that when the dog sees somebody going um, another dog outside and starts barking so I'd be ready for it 
so you can tell again you try to like do it before it happens so when when i can see at my at the front of my house a dog coming down the street i'll i'll sit there and i'll watch gibbon and the, the first thing you see is their ears go up right like they're interested they're like oh who's that and then i go gibbon no that's where you start the correction yeah. The second where you, you know, know they're, they're going gonna, to do it. You know yeah. they're, they're going to get started. You know they're going to bark. You know they're going to whatever it's going to build or whatever. And I would, so I'd be like, Gibbon, no. And then if he's, a, then good boy, then reward it. Right there on the spot. If he can't do it, good boy. Whether it's throw the ball for him once, twice or whatever. So now he, like, you're teaching him right out the get the second he sees a dog to like come and look at you instead. Yeah. So I think that would, that's how I would be, that's how I would try handling it at first and see uh, see how that goes. And then I'd probably, if nothing was working, go to a couple of Q&A sessions with, with the pros. The yeah. pros. Yeah, he doesn't really say, like, what he recommended or what she recommended. She recommended. Yeah, it's always tough. Like, people don't know what to do in that situations, right? They come with behaviors. And like I said... And we did an episode once on the Q&As, but Q&As are like super helpful for that kind of stuff. And they might give you a little bit of guidance on what to try, what to do. Yeah. um, And that sort of thing. So I would definitely go to one of those, but I would, but it depends on what sort of knowledge base you have to begin with. Right. So like, again, if she's just constantly giving this dog whatever he wants and there's no boundaries whatsoever, well, then you got to start there, lady. Mm-hmm. You got to start there. So tell us more about Ralph's little bite today. Bad boy. So Ralph was biting. He has a blanket over his crate and he was biting at it. Something that he stopped doing and now he's doing again. Uh, so I, I went Ralph, no. And then he kept doing it. And then I said, Ralph, no again. And I grabbed his collar uh, to remove him and he he bit me. It wasn't hard. Like it didn't hurt. He just put like his teeth on me. Um, mm-hmm. So I walked into him and I said, Ralph, no. And then he kind of stopped. And when I started walking, he kind of, <laughs> he was kind of like nipping at my legs, my thighs. So mm-hmm. I did the same thing, Ralph, no. And he stopped at some, like eventually he stopped. And then afterwards, um, when we were away from the crate, in the dining room, um, I went again just to see what he would do to grab his collar. Mm-hmm. And he moved his head a little bit, like, towards my arm. And I said, eh, eh, no. And then he stopped. Mm-hmm. And then I released the collar. And then I did it again. I did it a few times afterwards. And he didn't bite me. Yeah. So I think he's just being a dingling right now. <laughs> A little teenager, a little teenager, <laughs> testing the boundaries. Yeah. yeah. So the only thing like I would have done there is like for me, biting is like a big time like no no. And and like mm-hmm. you know, we talked briefly about this before we started here or whatever, but you don't want them to bite the wrong person or if like there's a kid around and because kids are always grabby, right? And if somebody grabs his and they and he feels comfortable to turn and bite them on the arm. Yeah. That's it. That's no good. So for me, like the punishment is harsh for a, uh, a growl, like an unwarranted growl, like or guarding, like any of the like hard stops for me, like the big time boundaries. So um, 
if he if I had gone to grab him and my dog turned around and bit me on the arm, I would have immediately grabbed him by the neck and pushed them to the floor and said no. Yeah. And, and well, that'll if, be next time. Yes. Because there's going to be a next time, I'm for, oh. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they resist it, like they try to get out and then you say no and you p- apply more pressure to them. And that's just you showing them like, no, I'm the boss and you have to listen to me. So you hold them down there until they like give up, basically. Like you feel them like give up, like, okay, like they, that's them submitting to you. And, mm-hmm. then, and then you release, then you let go. And they, they will take you pretty seriously after that. Like, I don't okay. know. Ralph might like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he might. He might try to wrestle with you. But I, like, I, I have a feeling like, yeah, he's going to wiggle and he's going to try to get out of that. And you need to hold him until oh, yeah. he submits. Because we did it when he was a puppy. Yeah. And he would like, yeah. Wriggle. He was persistent. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then at some point he would stop. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that little teenager. Little the teenager, teenager years are the are the hardest years. I'm yeah. learning that with dogs and with humans right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, we met some of his siblings. Oh yes. Yes. So we How met did that go? his brother named Henry. I love it. And Ralph two and sisters. This is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Tell me their names. Ralph, like Henry. Margaret and like Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe. Oh. <laughs> and Lola. <laughs> They're all like human names. I find that so funny. So Henry is the big one. Yep. Like he's not overweight, but he's like significantly bigger than the other three. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yep. Um, and then Zoe, I find Ralph looks the most like Zoe mm-hmm. in size and like the face. And Lola looks different from everybody else, <laughs> but That's she's hilarious. pretty cute. Aww, yeah, they so were all, cute. they were all so cute together. Did they just like play? Like, were they happy to see each other? Yeah. So I kind of looked that up. Like, can dogs remember their siblings? Yeah. So if they stayed together until about like 16 weeks Mm -hmm. they might remember them but chances are that they don't they might remember the smell yeah but chances are they don't but I think they know when they're the same breed yeah yeah I think because Wiggum would get extra excited for labs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's weird. Like Gibbon doesn't really pay much attention to other Weimaraners, but I haven't seen like a ton of other Weimaraners. But like even Vishla's, like there was one once that he like went and was sort of sniffing at, and I was like, it's your distant cousin. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he. I don't know. I've never seen him like really like focus like on other Weimaraners. Yeah, it was interesting to hear about like how everybody was training their own like golden. Yeah. Yeah, so some they... of them. So Henry apparently the first night um, was in a crate and didn't do one little peep. Wow. Yeah, but now he sleeps in his place in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Zoe. I don't know about Zoe, but Lola sleeps on the bed. I believe. Huh. So it's all like different. Yeah. Yeah. Did anybody say what they were doing for training? Like, are they doing puppy classes or are they part of a program or are they just doing it on their own? Or 
Um, I know uh, Henry's owner said he was kicked out of daycare because he was humping, <laughs> humping all the dogs. <laughs> Henry the Humper? Henry the Humper. Humper uh, no, no, nobody said anything about puppy about- classes. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. But a couple of them are in the area, so we're going to try to meet up again. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so super cute. cute. That is so They were so cute. cute. So mm. I looked up, I read a couple more articles in this uh, Time magazine that my husband so kindly bought for me. Um, so they're all very, very, very short articles, but they talk about, I just can't believe, like, I think I said this on the last episode too. I just can't believe the amount of like studies there are going <laughs> on dogs. I kind of want to become like a dog researcher mm. a little bit. Time to give up my career and look for a new one, I think. But, um, so the first one that I read, um, the the title was called Dogs Learn Better Than Humans. So this talked about, um, a study where they had like a treat in a box and there was a lever and they used, um, transparent boxes and opaque boxes. So like one of them, you could see the treat was in there and then the, the humans would show the dog that you push the lever and then you can lift the lid. However, the lid had nothing to do with the lever at all so dogs were pushing the lever but once they found out that you didn't need to push the lever then they would just open the lid and they would skip the steps so they were talking about how Mm. they would skip like unnecessary steps but like in the end like it was they they just compared it to humans and just saying that like you know even though we teach toddlers about how to open a door we teach them how to open the door for somebody who else is coming and come, coming along or you you it's it's more about like social like uh, nuances than it is about learning like a very specific task and that's what makes us different from the animal right yeah so that was basically the end of that one but they used wild dogs too they used dingoes and like yeah. domesticated dogs and Ooh. both of them figured out how that you didn't need the lever at all you could just lift up the thing and get the treat smarties so i found i found that very interesting um and then the next one um that i read was called no place like home and it was talking about how pets find their way so they were talking about lots of different species and 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 um what they use to sort of navigate so they talked about like turtles and like birds and dung beetles and stuff like this and so like some of them have like iron in specific places in their body which like sort of makes them run in like or make makes them go in a magnetic direction and they talked about a bunch of different studies so like there was one that um what did it say it talked about cattle deer and voles tend to orient in a north south direction because of the iron I forget where it is in them. I think it's like in their ears or something like that. And um, it was hilarious. But they they talked about the stories about how dogs can always find their way home. And you hear about these like crazy, amazing stories where the dogs like find their way. And um, (laughs) it was hilarious because they like take a shot at cats here too. Because they were saying that like a dog (laughs) that travels a great distance to get home is likely trying to return to its owner since the dog human bond is a powerful one. And it said a cat that travels the same distances and it says, sorry, cat owners, probably just trying to return to its territory. (laughs) (laughs) But um, 
when they talk about these dogs that are like miles and miles away from home and like find their way back and there's like lots of them that don't right because there's lots of people you only hear about the ones that like that turn up because again it's an amazing story mm-hmm. but it, they compare it to like cell phone towers like you need certain cell phone towers and stuff so they might pick up like the scent of a familiar tree and then like f- follow that and then they might smell like a familiar restaurant that's like in the neighborhood and then they mm. like so they tie everything yeah like, that's taking them back and uh so it just talks about the scent trail but it said that uh dogs are naturally good travelers and some are even incredible ones that was the last one Mm -hmm. there and then um in the third one uh it was titled the proof that your dog really does care so i found this study very interesting because like and i and i think i tried this before but you don't know how it's going to turn out until it's like actually happening but basically so in the study they had dogs and their owner so their dog was in one room and in the other room was their owner and they could just push the door open to get to their owner if they needed to and so with one group they had the owners yell help in a very distressful like voice in in certain intervals and then in another one they had the owner just say the word help like not in a distressful tone and then hum, twinkle, twinkle, little star in between the intervals of when to say help again. Okay. So in both groups, the dogs would push the door open. Most, like the majority of dogs push the door open to get to their owners. However, the ones that were yelling in a distressful tone, they were faster. So I forget how many seconds it said. I think it was like within 23 seconds, they would go into the ones with a distressful voice, whereas it was more like 96 seconds to the people who were just humming or crying. They had them hum or like cry. And then they said to not make the owners uh, feel bad about (laughs) how their dog (laughs) performed. They said that the ones that didn't go were showing signs of distress so like they were panting or um or licking or yawning so like you could tell that they were feeling the anxiety or the stress so it could be that like it's not that they didn't know how to push open the door but they were just saying it's just like anyone else like some people are quicker to respond to like another person than than others right but I found that interesting and then the the one thing that made me laugh like super hard about it too was they made mention that (laughs) Um, they said immediately after we finished each person and dog combo, almost every single one of the owners would sit and explain how their dog really would rescue them though, in a real situation. (laughs) 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 They explained with a laugh that happened, whether they were in the control group and humming or crying, everyone wanted to tell us how much their dog would actually help them. (laughs) (laughs) What would Ralph do? Well, see, that's what I can remember once. I think I was like, I don't know if I was bored or whatever, but I decided to like just drop to the ground and just lay there still. And Gibbs came around like he sniffed, like he came and sniffed at my face and like was licking my face and sniffing and licking and sniffing and licking. But then he didn't do much. uh, Like then he walked around the room and then he just like went and laid down on the couch. (laughs) So yeah, I did it with Wiggum once and he just like sniffed around me. I think he laid down beside me, but there was no, I don't know if they know. Do they know well, though that well, we're faking? That's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> may, like, I wonder if they're sensitive to things like heartbeat or like, are you actually in distress or like, can they smell like that things are 
like that you don't have circulation and that you know yeah are starting to you're die. not breathing you know I mean? or... or or something like that but if you're breathing they're probably just like okay like whatevs but faker uh, <laughs> yeah but but we were talking about this the other night and again like I, this is a story that i think i've told like a bunch of times on uh, let's boop snoots but like it it really is amazing and especially the more that you that I read articles like this and like talk about different stories and stuff, but it was the time that my dad was at the cottage with scraps and Mm. um, our first dog and scraps was barking at the door, which he doesn't usually do, but my dad just figured he wanted, he wanted to go for a walk and it was kind of close to the time that they would go for a walk. So when you walk up the driveway away from our cottage, like up to the road where they would normally go for a walk, um, my dad would sometimes turn left because we have property in the back with trails and stuff. And that's where nine times out of 10, he would go walking with the dogs or sometimes he would go to the right and just walk along the road to see other people at their cottages and stuff. And so like, he sort of does like a little bit of both, like depending on when they're taking their walk or whatever they're feeling. And sometimes my dad goes, do you want to go this way or do you want to go this way? And then, and it, it's so cute. And the dogs bark at him. And then eventually they start wa- going one, one way. And then my dad's like, okay. And he follows them or whatever. <laughs> anyways so uh they go up to the end of the laneway and scraps didn't even stop or anything he went to the right and started running down the road so when my dad followed him down the road a uh tree had fallen on a branch it was had caught fire and it was like starting to catch like other trees on fire and our cottage is like in the middle of nowhere and the closest like a municipality that would have like access to like firefighters and stuff like that was like 20 to 30 minutes away so my dad like ran back he called like the firefighters they came and they put out the fire before there was any like significant damage to the cottage area but that could have taken out like our entire like development so yeah. my, my I got a very excited phone call from my dad that night he was Aww. like scrap save the day he saved the day and we were like so we were just talking about it the other night at the table and my husband was saying it's like very it, it really is amazing when you think about it because I want to say it was like at least two kilometers away wow where the fire had started so the fact that he was able to smell and like sense that something was wrong or that like and people have fires like all the time at the cottage you know what I mean yeah so how did he know that it was like a bad one because like people are constantly like they either have a fire going in their cottage that you can smell or they're burning something outside how did he know I don't know how did he know Beryl electrical fire scrap it yeah maybe it smelled differently and that's what so he was like, that's not a fire that's usually up here. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe the smell was different. And that's why he mm-hmm. was like, hey, let's go. Let's go check this out. Opa. <laughs> let's go check this out. But um, it is an amazing story. It should be in a book somewhere. I should write some, should. somebody about it. My dad still thinks that he should have gotten a Medal of Honor for, for that. Yeah, he saved. <laughs> saved the day. But in, in terms a lot of people's of, colleges. Um, <laughs> But in terms of, um, like, what was I going to say? In terms of, like, just, like, the scent and, like, all of that, it really, it really, it truly is an amazing story. But you wonder how they train these dogs. And I think I've even asked this question before, too, and maybe, like, that's something we can boop about another time, is dogs that can smell, like, infection in hospital. Mm-hmm. Or dogs that can smell, like, certain things and stuff the like COVID that. COVID dogs. How? How do they get that? How do they train them to do that? I don't know. And how reliable is it? Do they it? capture the sun? 
I exactly. How do you smell COVID? Can you, can you imagine? <laughs> how do you smell even like, or like, how do they sense like even the dogs that are trained for the people who have seizures and stuff like that? Like they, they come and notify them when they're about to have a seizure. So yeah. they know to like lay down and be in the right, like, isn't that crazy? to find these people in room snoots <laughs> <laughs> yes how can a dog like like pick up on like neural activity like in a human that just like is so crazy does it emit like a some sort of a wavelength of something <laughs> <laughs> well it's got to because like even like in the article that i just mentioned where it talked about like other types of animals like so they did studies with like these dung beetles because the dung beetles will follow like wherever the milky way is wherever the dung is (laughs) wherever the dung is like they'll roll their little dung ball towards like the milky way (laughs) apparently and so they then they did an experiment where they switched where the milky way because they had them in a planetarium of course where they were doing like um these studies and stuff and then when they switched the the milky way what did it say here so it said Sorry, I'm just looking it up. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Uh, so the same is true of the unglamorous dung beetle. While naturalists have not extensively tracked the species' perambulations in the wild, they've studied them in, yes, planetariums. And as long as the artificial Milky Way was in view, the beetle and its dung ball rolled right along. But they switched and changed the stars, and the little critter was completely flummoxed. So I no. just didn't know where to go. So it's just, again, is it like, is it a magnetism thing? Is it like a north-south pole thing? And like even turtles, like when they have their babies, their babies like swim a certain way. But they, they did the experiment where they switched uh, like magnet poles or whatever and stuff on them. And it's the babies swim towards the way that they're supposed to every time. I didn't know that. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Ninja Turtles. Science. <laughs> Science. Yep. I find it just so crazy. Anyways. Hmm. I didn't know the little turtles swim. Speaking of uncontrolling barkers, like in your story, it's, it's, and I think like we've talked about this before too, like when you have your dog for a while and you, the relationship grows, it's almost like having like babies where you can tell what kind of like a bark it was. So last night my dogs went and were barking at the back door and I could tell right away from the bark that there was something or someone in our backyard because it's different. Like it's a different bark. I was like, yeah. So I was like, I was like, come, I was like, Becky come, but they were like obviously very focused and barking like more and more. So I said to my husband, I'm like, can you go downstairs and, and look at what that is? And then as soon as he started walking down the stairs and I was like, and don't open the door <laughs> just in case it's a, skunk, yeah. it's a skunk. Cause I didn't feel like d- dealing with skunk dogs at like, you know, 11 o'clock at night or whatever. So sure enough, he went down and looked out the window and there was a big Pepe Le Pew <laughs> around in my backyard. Hey, Pepe. Hey, Pepe. <laughs> and, um, how does it go again? The uh, cartoon. I totally forget. <laughs> With Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. I totally forget. But um, I didn't know that skunks were like blind. Did you know that? 
No. They have, like, really poor vision. And they don't skunk you unless they have to because it takes them two to three days and apparently it just, like, completely wipes them out, too, to, like, spritz. Because they spritz, like, super far, (laughs) too. Their bum spritz goes, like, a long distance. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I did not want them to go out, so we wouldn't let them out. And uh, they were pretty upset about that. Our dogs wanted to feast on that. Get spritzed. <laughs> Get spritzed. <laughs> so I hope it doesn't come back again tonight because it drove I them always look if there's one outside. As soon as I step outside, I look. I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> I can remember. So I was a smoker for a short period of time shame 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 and I can remember coming home one night and um having a smoke in the garage with like the door open and like before going inside so I'm just sitting there and I was on my phone like focused on my phone and looking at stuff or like messaging with somebody or whatever and then something caught the the corner of my eye and I looked and there was a skunk like I'm not kidding you like right at my feet and I was like oh my god (laughs) so I literally like did not like move a muscle and I was hoping that like someone wasn't going to come pull into the driveway and scare the shit out of the scare the spritz out of the thing <laughs> <laughs> I almost said a bad word there I think I, I, that might that might have to get whooped <laughs> but um scare the spritz out of them and I just literally like I like held my breath because I did not want Mm. this thing to spook this thing and he eventually walked away and then I promptly went into the household and was like oh my god (laughs) oh that happened to my dad he was taking a walk and he stopped to text somebody Mm -hmm. and he felt something on his leg I guess he was like looking at his phone and texting and then he felt something at his leg and it was a skunk walking by. Oh (laughs) my God. (laughs) Like it touched him. Yes. Ah, It's scary. It's scary because you're just like, please no. Like, have you ever smelled fresh like skunk? Yes. It's like you're suffocating. It's, it's, it's like burning rubber chemical smell. Like it's, it's not even like the typical like skunky smell that you smell like dr- driving on the highway where you're like, oh, somebody must've hit a skunk. Like it's like toxic burning chemical, horrible, 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 horrible smell. Like at first, like, yeah, you can't even tell like what it is, but anyways, gross, yeah. no skunk to pee for us. Please. No, no. So be careful before you open the door for your dogs everybody especially at nighttime you make sure that those stinky little critters aren't out there because then you're going to be looking up a past episode of ours for our skunk removal (laughs) recipe (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i hope that never happens oh my goodness of all that or porcupines too oh yeah what up like when we were talking about this, a friend of a friend of mine said that, that he had a porcupine in his garage once, and I have never seen a porcupine in the city. Oh, yeah, have me you? Either. No, no. Skunks, yas. Raccoons, yas. Porcupines, no, no, <laughs> no. They do not belong. No. All right. Well, is that a wrap? Mm-hmm. Let's wrap it up on the let's wrap it. <laughs> are we redoing our ending yeah maybe you go for it is this a wrap this is a wrap on let's boop snoots
Join us next week.